Preston, Preston, Speak on the left. Tries it from 40 metres. Oh, what a goal! John Markowski hammers one from 40. What a goal from this young dynamo. Here post City. It's in. And again, Warren Speak has a hand in it. Andrew Zinni scores the goal. Not only are the fans winning on the terraces, the team are winning on the pitch. Two goals in two minutes. 2-1 up, Preston Macedonia, and we've got an invasion on. Roothouse has made a good run from deep. Still Roothouse getting that one across. Markovsky. That's got to be the settler, surely. One day we'll be back. One day we'll be back. And the shot, what a goal! Through ball for Spink. He's in the box. Back for Cole. Cole square. Here's a chance for Smith. Smith, yes, it's there. Spink, Cole, Smith. Smith doing the damage. 1-0. After a long, long wait, season 2022 is finally here. And the Lions Den is back here in the FNR studios the official Preston Lions Club show. I'm Josh Parrish. I've got the president of the club here with me today, David Svetkovsky, and we're also going to hear from both senior head coaches, Lou Yatsevsky and Dan Fodden. It's a big show, it's a big season, and it's great to be back. Dave, welcome back to the FNR Studios. Yeah, good to be back. I'd like to welcome football back, but uh, for Preston, uh, our supporters and the committee and everyone out there, football kind of hasn't gone away, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that tonight, but... uh, once again, the dawn of an exciting new season for uh, our men's, women's and juniors teams, and that's pretty exciting for our club. Well, before we get stuck into the football side of things, Dave, I understand the executive committee has an important statement that uh, needs to be shared and heard. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Um, as many people would be aware, I'll, I'll read this statement, uh, and we'll, the club uh, will not be making uh, any further comment, but uh, Preston Lions Football Club would like to inform our sponsors, members, supporters and the broader Preston family that has reached the end of a long-running dispute with Football Victoria today. The club challenged the FE decision made at the end of 2021 season, which included a decision not to implement promotion and relegation or a restructure of leagues, in accordance with an optimal structure that was presented to clubs ahead of the 2021 season. Preston Lions Football Club has accepted the decision of the Supreme Court of Victoria and looks forward to the start of a successful season this Saturday in the NPL3 competition. As a club, as an executive, uh, our aim was to hold Football Victoria to account uh, through this process and I would sincerely like to thank our legal team headed up by uh, our lawyer Steve Milosevich and Barrister Ashley Richardson uh, and the incredible work of uh, the board and Mr Zakharovsky. And uh, on that note, the club will be making no further comment as we head into uh, this year. Well, it's time for football then. Time to get stuck into it. And uh, first thing on the agenda is, of course, the brand new pavilion. It's looking resplendent, looming over us as I've been coming down to a few training sessions, chatting to a few people, itching to get inside and and have a look. 
Uh, Dave, when are we going to, to finally see the inside? A very good question, mate. It's, 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 it's Macedonian tradition when you have visitors over, you, you never use the lounge room. You always kind of keep it for brand new and you're not allowed to go in there unless you've got visitors. <laughs> and it feels a little bit like that at the moment. But uh, um, I'm asking everyone out there to be patient. This is a massive undertaking the club has taken uh, to get this project approved, funded, and built through COVID, uh, thanks to the city of Darabin. It is an absolute massive undertaking. Uh, and we are hoping, I know the fridges were delivered today. I believe the tables are going in tomorrow with a bit of luck. Uh, we have a fair bit of work to do still. Um, we're hoping that we'll get the certificate of occupancy over the, potentially the weekend and start moving in on Monday. We still have a lot of work to do in there mm. uh, to... Uh, make our uh, men's and women's teams comfortable to set up the facility and we have plans in place to uh, build um, a state-of-the-art industrial kitchen in there. Uh, we we had, do have some kitchen appliances in there but not for, uh, you know, the amount of volume that we come to expect down there at the Lion's Den uh, Preston. So uh, the pavilion is, as you said, it's it's uh, I've had the pleasure of being in there I think as soon as we get the keys next week, there might be a couple of us sleeping in there. Uh, I think a couple of our wives might be happy that we're not going home. Um, but it is exciting. Uh, but we're also not only talking about the pavilion and getting it ready. This is everything that goes around the beautification. It was a building site. So as we speak this week, I know uh, Nigel and his team from council have started to straight up the driveway um, and just, just smooth it out. There's holes everywhere. Uh, we've got a beautification project that might see the turnstiles be removed. There's the garden in there. Uh, this is still uh, what we call a scope of works so over the next 12 to 18 months where we're hoping uh, to get funding for things like asphalt uh, around the ground. There will be an ambulance path coming in and we're even talking about potentially having some type of pathway around the ground, which we haven't had in winter. Mm. So, so we we are doing our utmost from a pavilion perspective um, to to have it uh, in our hands next week. Um, I don't want to jump the gun, um, but I know next Friday morning. Um, and please don't hold me to this. You'll see the announcements. If we can do it, we'll do it Friday the twenty fifth. Uh, World Cup qualifier. Who are you barracking for? Italy versus Macedonia. <laughs> We've got a bit of a showdown here in the studio on Monday, I think. Yeah, you just make sure you barrack for Macedonia. So uh, that's 6.45 in the morning. So we're going to see what we can do and and uh, potentially uh, we want to open the pavilion um, up as much as we can um, and have guests in, you know, from all, all the sponsors and the supporters, uh, past players, past presidents and committees. We want to open it up and, and we'll, we'll promote mm. that over the next couple of weeks as soon as we get the the um, keys and access and set it up a little bit inside, um, you know, beautiful trophy cabinet on, on entry. And I know, um, and we'll talk a bit about the honour board later, but, um, yeah, we, we're getting ready for it and we'll be making some some announcements. But to everyone out there, please be patient. I think the, the news we can break is that uh, thanks to our um, great brothers down the road at Geelong, um, we have reversed the round three fixture. We've been planning for this, so we've reversed the round three fixture. Will be a Macedonian derby at Genesteel Stadium on Friday, Ooh. the first of April, uh, where we will we're aiming to have everything open and, and operating operational. That would be huge. 
5,000 plus people. We are expecting 5,000 plus people to that game and uh, it will be a celebration of, of our club together with Geelong who always come to the party and mm. uh, thanks to Rob, the President Cooks down there for uh, for being open-minded from before the fixtures came out. We, we had these conversations about uh, reversing their game to ours because we didn't know whether the surface would be ready, mm. which probably is a nice segue to infrastructure. Ground one, just under $400,000 worth of totally brand new drainage, 1.8 metres, the whole ground, anyone that's seen the photos the last week. A lot of people said, but we did the ground a couple of years ago. Yes, we did the fences, we did the spoon drains and we resurfaced it. But, um, you know, council's always lobbying for budget and um, we're very fortunate uh, and it's absolutely pelted down on Friday. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. but dries a bone. So we're not going to have Zocchi out in the middle of the pitch with a with a broom this no, time. No, not like the Springvale White Eagles home game last hopefully season. Hopefully, no more brooms. And um, <laughs> the uh, girls were on it last night, and uh, boys were on it, and we're going to get all the kids on it, and uh, all the supporters once again uh, over the next couple of weeks as we open the pavilion and celebrate it being open um, for walkthroughs and 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 I don't know, what do you, what do you call it when you can come and visit visit the site. A ribbon cutting ceremony. Ribbon, no, no, just just you know, open days. We'll, yeah, we'll have okay. it open at nights. We'll put the main lights on. You know, come out and you can oh, even. Bring, I, I want to see you with a giant in. pair of novelty scissors when yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, I'll leave that to the mayor, Lena Messina, <laughs> uh, who gives us all the money. Of course, with yeah. the crew at council, I won't do the scissors, but yeah, to um, everyone, come down, uh, bring your kids, bring your parents. Um, this is a celebration mm. for our community of a state of the art. Uh, um, pavilion and uh, there's there's lots more coming and I'll talk a bit more about that a little bit later on. Well, it's only part of the uh, the infrastructure improvements and, and management that's going on at the club. Um, you've got multiple grounds to, to work on? Yeah, yeah, we've got ground three. Uh, once again, thanks. I think there's a $80,000 irrigation system upgrade on, on ground three for the kids, for the sprinklers. So um, that's happening in stages over the next couple of weeks and we're hoping not to have too much impact because we're really looking forward to having all the grounds for the very first time in a long time available because ground three was reseeded a couple of years ago. So um, we're just continuing our partnership uh, with the city of Darabin and continuing to do what is a scope of works um, that, that sees a plan hopefully being built out over the next two years to finish what we will call uh, the precinct. So it will become a precinct, and I'll talk to you a little bit more later uh, about what we're planning to do over the next couple of years with the precinct. The Preston Precinct. Yes. I like the sound of that. I heard the PP. I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big thing that the club has been pushing and receiving amazing uh, support and, and a response from, from the community over the last few weeks has been the honour board that's going up inside the new pavilion. And I understand you had, uh, by popular demand, an extension of the of the window. Yeah, um, COVID hit us hard, uh, mm. hit us hard financially. We have major commitments, fiscal commitments to council uh, to and, and to the actual pavilion uh, in terms of infrastructure and inclusions in, in it. I don't think this would have been capable. I think our club, as big as it is, would have been crippled without the might and power and loyalty of our supporters uh, we came up with this honour board concept at the AGM at the end of 2020, if my memory is correct, and we've had to extend the size of the wall that this honour board is going to be on. <laughs> Such has been uh, the loyalty of everyone out there. Thank you to everyone that uh, 
you're showing their support in any way, be it memberships, be it the honour board, but this honour board is going a long way to setting us up for the future, uh, for the now but for the future. And and we'll continue to, um, yeah, come up with initiatives where where our um, supporters can, can be involved. Uh, there's actually some conversations um, at the moment uh, because we, we we did a post a month ago, our old Preston Macedonia Social Club. Um, I think the new name, thanks to a great support out there, might be, even be called the 12th Man. Uh, if we can get some water damage fixed up before the round three game, we might be opening the social club, the Preston Macedonia Social Club, for our supporters to go in and have a drink and have a barbecue outside on the way into the ground. So once again, we, we're starting to use the per, per, per word, the precinct, mm. Preston Precinct. You like that? I, I like the sound of that yeah. a lot. I mean, I, I remember speaking to a few of the, uh, the players that we've had on our legend segments about the social club back in the day. Basically, you, you score a goal, you get chaired Nothing's over the road. changed inside. <laughs> there's chandeliers. There is chandeliers. There's a red carpet. We're actually not going to change it. For the moment, but uh, it's a trip down memory memory lane. We're looking uh, at the feasibility of opening it uh, on that Friday night game against Geelong. People can go in, mm. have a drink, and go back there uh, afterwards. Uh, I think I've put in a call to DJ Mungle, so uh, he might he actually might Ooh. be surfacing someone somewhere. We'll see how we go uh, post game, and uh, we we turn it into a real uh, celebration. Uh, I'm almost rubbing my hands together now, so. You said the club's been hit hard by COVID, but the community has turned around and, and supported and backed in an unbelievable fashion. So it's only right that we, we thank some of the, the sponsors that have come on board. Yeah, let, let's name them, mate. I'll go, I'll go through and name these people. But when, when you've served this club as a sponsor for 40 plus years, uh, and I'll always mention his name, Mr. Peter Jenis, uh, God bless him, but uh, his, his family, uh, mm. led by uh, Mr. Greg Jenis at the moment, um, have come on board. They're always first. They uh, have a three-year deal uh, that he forgets he's done, and uh, I think he wants to renew a three-year extension every year. So uh, good old Greg <laughs> down there. So Jenna Steele, uh, and uh, I want to thank Atlantic Caravans because Atlantic have been our major sponsor on the front of the kits for many, many years, uh, Peter and Nick, and, and they're still our sponsors. They're still our sponsors. They're, we've just uh, um, realigned some sponsorship there. Uh, so MS Design a Living, uh, thanks to Michael and Svet Miskus, have become major sponsors uh, on the senior men's Guernseys. Atze from Illingden Construction. Uh, Thank you to Atze. Many uh, people out there would uh, remember his father, who was past president, Dougie, um, have come on as major sponsors. So three major sponsors for the men's program, Jenna Steele, MS Designer Living, uh, and Illingden Construction at the women's level. And we've got a lot of sponsors, and and I'm assuming you've got them going on down the bottom. I'll quickly... Gleam through them, CKI Fusion, Cleaning Melbourne, uh, Spectrum, Atlantic, Radevsky, uh, Cool Stores, Electrical Connectivity, Bellafia Homes, Amy, um, Plastering, Arky, Bali, um, Northern Motor Group, Nissan, Line Security and Technetics. But then uh, it's great from uh, a women's uh, program perspective, Josh, uh, we're welcoming Harvey Norman Preston in mm. a big way and all of our supporters out there, we announced if you need any anything you need any televisions and stuff uh, i think urson gullen went down there and bought one of his 27 tvs for the mansion <laughs> and keeps getting a discount down there so to to urson gullen uh, thanks for going down there but we bring on corporates such as kfc and it's not only a sponsorship deal but what we're also looking to do is start to provide employment opportunities for our children 
mm. through KFC Jobs. So it's a great partnership uh, with KFC, Ready Tell Sova and Tom Hawkins uh, flooring down that women's team. Um, and in the juniors area, uh, once again, uh, new major sponsor in Novi Homes. Um, so once again, great for the boys who have been sponsors for a while to come on as major sponsors. Uh, OCAM, four-wheel drive equipment, Catch has come back, DNA consultant, KBG. But in another major coup, this is for the children's program. Our good friends at McDonald's wow. have come on board. So McDonald's. That's, that's pretty prestigious. Yeah, McDonald's, Harvey Norman, Catch, KFC. Uh, we're, working, we're working our behinds off behind the scenes to ensure that this is a destination club. Uh, we'll continue to do that and uh, nothing's going to get in our way. The memberships are selling like hotcakes, I understand. I don't think there's much more to say, mate. Best supporters in Australia, Preston supporters, they'll come out and they'll get their memberships and we're actually booming because of the packages that have been included in the pavilion. Yeah, some nice club ma- membership. So we're well nice goodies in there. Yeah, well ahead of schedule um, and uh, nice drink bottles in there out of stainless steel. Um, yeah, good durable, durable drink yeah, bottles. No. That's what you want. A bit of cordial, <laughs> yellow. Anyway, and you know this is all in in honour and in aid of the seventy fifth anniversary. Yes. Yeah. So is this kit, by the way. Love is this it. the first live look we've had at the uh, at the kits? I, I think for most people out there, it'll be the first live look. Um, we've got the beautiful sponsors uh, kit at the back. So, um, like everything at the moment, with uh, that that good old C word COVID, uh, there's delays on all of our stuff. So we do apologise to supporters out there. The first batch has come in. No, Dan, Dan Adder was actually hit down with... I'm going to stand up and show yeah, it off to the yeah. cameras. Yeah. There you go. Spin around. Beautiful. You might have won. You spin those around, mate, as well. Spin, spin the red one around so people can see the kit. Beautiful kit. And look at up the top, mate, thanks to the uh, FV and to the FV, FV and FA for endorsing our Preston Macedonia Soccer Club uh, logo on the back of the Guernsey 1947 uh, for this special year of ours, the 75th anniversary. Um, so the kits, the tracksuits, everything's coming together, but we're a bit slow, mate, uh, with, with supply coming uh, from overseas. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Be they patient look, with They us. look sensational in person, I have to say. Even better than the photos and the renders I saw before. They yeah. Look, they, they're really yeah. comfortable yeah. as well, I can The bet. monochrome's really, I call it a Formula One monochrome look, and it's it's looking great, but uh, the jerseys are selling like hotcakes. I think they're still online, guys. We've got another batch. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get it here in the next six to eight weeks. We'll keep them coming. You're uh, making a cameo in Drive to Survive, eh? Yes, that's the plan. So uh, we'll see how they go. So these jerseys looking sensational. We've obviously got big plans for the 75th anniversary and the, and the celebration mid-year. So Supporters out there, lock it in. I don't think they know the date. We have mm. ah, June 18th. June 18th. Crown Casino Limited Seats. Because of once again this thing that's impacted us the last the couple C of years. Word again. This thing will sell out. I I I won't apologise. It's a great thing for the club, but this thing will sell out in probably less than four hours when we put it up. And we're probably mm. looking to put it up in in late April. Uh, we'll, we'll confirm the details. Working on some super duper guests that will be attending. But I think the theme is to honour our past, the pioneers and our champions. And we'll, we do that well and we did it really well at the 70th anniversary and we're starting to put together the packages, the you know social media stuff and that, that'll align to this uh, great night. Have you down there, Mr Parrish? 
Might Can't need wait. a co-host for you. Ooh. Yeah. Got, a, got any recruits in mind? I'll work something out. Okay. Work on something okay. on the scene. We'll have to get you a co-host. <laughs> Uh, June 18th, lock that date I think, I think Tara Rushton was more popular than anyone else at the 70th anniversary. <laughs> People had more photos with her than of anyone else, but we'll see what we can find. Yeah, yeah. okay. I wouldn't, right. we, I wouldn't complain. This, so the, the Preston Precinct, all of these infrastructure upgrades, the new pavilion, it's, uh, it's all in aid of, of course, furthering the club's ambitions. And one of those major ambitions is, of course, the National Second Division, and we saw... The final AAFC report come out recently, which Preston was uh, was a co-signee of. I saw your, your signature on the one of the front pages. No, there. it was Mr. Zacharowski. That's his still oh, his portfolio. Too, yes. Yeah, no, that's it. Got to keep the chief involved. Okay, so he gets okay. the AAFC portfolio. Was his? He did have a legal portfolio, but that kind of ended today. So <laughs> he's a free man now. He's, he's, I hear he's in the gym. He's cooking chicken. He's he's got a big wedding coming up. The big chief. Oh yeah, just a small wedding. All right, five hundred fifty plus people. So <laughs> hope if you haven't got an invite, call him. So he's, he's started cooking already, has he? He started. He's he's on a bit of a diet. He tells me he's been taking care of himself. He's slimming down. I haven't had a crack at the chief for a while. But <laughs> I shouldn't be doing that in my role as president. Keep going, Zach. National second division. National second division. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting concept. It's going to be very interesting to see what the process looks like this year. Uh, we won't shy away from uh, Preston being a model club mm. within Victorian football, within Australian football, being a powerhouse uh, without expectation of anything from three to 5,000 people on a regular basis. Uh, we will be making a major announcement on a new development in our precinct uh, in the next couple of weeks and we'll be, we're going to show the supporters uh, something we've been working on uh, that will turn it into a state-of-the-art football precinct uh, for our kids, women and uh, senior men's team. So we'll, we'll keep our powder dry on that, but we'll, I'll send you through a packet. Mm. You can celebrate if I'm, I'm not on here. We'll get one of the players to come in and talk about it. Uh, that's working behind the scenes on this piece of infrastructure um, that we're working on. But we will be putting our hand up. We've been in constant dialogue with all the bodies. Um, we know, you know, uh, we're continuing to, to engage with the FA um, and football needs Preston. Football needs Preston. If we're going to be serious about having this league, uh, we need to be competitive. We need to have passionate, uh, well-behaved crowds attending and there's no better passionate, well-behaved crowd than, than our Preston. Well, that's crowd. why we've yeah. got to put our, our best foot forward yeah. this season. I mean, the crowd numbers yeah. last year spoke for themselves. Yeah. We want to go bigger and better this year. Absolutely. And also, you know, every time you're out there supporting Preston, especially when the game's being live-streamed like this weekend, it's... It's so important that everyone represents the club the way you'd want it to be seen on Absolutely. on the national yeah. stage, which it is. So let's get into this Saturday, the first first game of the season yeah. for the senior men. And, and to your point, Josh, um, we're, we're very proud. We're a very proud club. Mm. We're a very proud football club and uh, we have an amazing women's program, juniors program, men's program. But uh, this is about football and behaviour needs to align to football. If anyone has any political agendas, stay away. We don't want you anymore. Yep. That's been very clear. Uh, we're out there to play football. Now, we have worked meticulously behind the scenes, and I've got to thank Josh Kennedy from the FE uh, and Mem, the president of North Sunshine, because as many supporters out there know that these games traditionally uh, could have been without a crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to, to Mem and his team uh, and Josh and, and the executive president, uh, we're enabling football to be enjoyed this Saturday. 
at La Risa Reserve as, as a part of our home first game away to North Sunshine. I was the home game. Um, so with that, obviously, come all the, the behavioural codes of conduct um, that we expect. Uh, we'll have marshals. Uh, we're in contact and, and with Victoria Police as well. Uh, so just some specifics around the detail yep. and... Um, please abide by these if you are coming down. Carpool if you can because there's not going to be too many car spots. Um, our entry, Preston supporters, your entry is via Dundee, Dundee, Dundee Street, uh, not Larissa Road. Larissa Road is strictly reserved for the North, North Sunshine supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the game, win, lose, or draw, uh, the Preston Marshals, so it'll be the committee of Preston Lions Football Club as, as the Marshals on our side of the ground, on the Dundee side, uh, we'll be um, leaving uh, at the 20-minute mark after the game with our supporters. Uh, and as you said, the game will be live streamed. So if you want to watch it at home, watch it at home, have a party. Yeah. Uh, as as our men, under the leadership of uh, Coach Louis Artevsky, are uh, going to uh, battle on the field in this beautiful game of football. So if you haven't watched any of the uh, Federation-streamed games in the top flight this season... There is a new streaming service. It's not on YouTube and Facebook anymore. It's mpl.tv, which is the website. And I would strongly recommend that people go and register on the website before the match day because there have been a few, if you're going to watch it from home and you're not coming to the game, there have been a few technological issues with the streaming platform in the first few weeks of the season, especially when people try and log in for the first time because you have to create an account while there's a high demand match going on. So there's no higher demand match than a Preston game in terms of the stream that's numbers we've seen it. it. On, that's exactly. Why that's why it. Preston keeps getting chosen for the match of the round in MPL3. I think 3. the round three game, the Macedonian derby. I think the Macedonian derby, I was talking to you, mate, Peter. Ooh. I think the Macedonian derby round uh, three is also going to be live stream. So Yeah, my recommendation is yeah. get on there tomorrow or you know even after the show now and go and register with your email address if you haven't already and get that account created because you don't want to be fiddling around with it on the day. So it's just my experience from the first few weeks as they're ironing out Will the technical Will they link it through kings. the Preston site like you used to do? Yeah, so we can we can put a link up on yeah. you know our socials, yeah. but you can't view the footy, you can't view the match if you don't have an account with MPL.tv with your with your email, yeah. unfortunately. So that's just the way it works. Dave, thank you so much for coming in, giving us some really important and really exciting updates. Uh, we're looking forward to, to the first match on Saturday and we're going to have head coach Louis Atsevsky in straight after you to, to talk about just it. Just before you go, mate, congratulations uh, as a club and I know by uh, the feedback from all the supporters, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on as our media and communications manager. Uh, you're kind of weak, weakish in the role. We're just getting in there with all the posts and... Uh, to all the supporters out there, if the FV is not live streaming our games, uh, Josh and the team will be live streaming all the home and away games mm-hmm. and the women's home games. So wherever you are around the country, you will be able to watch Preston this season, which is a super exciting development for me personally and all the fans and especially some of our interstate fans. Uh, you don't usually get to watch the team play. Every men's game live streamed, every women's home game. It's a big, big upgrade. Uh, and it's a big undertaking, of course. But, you know, we've got young Alex Petrovsky on board as well as our, our camera operator for the season. So uh, fantastic to work with him. And I'm looking forward to, to getting behind the mic each and every week. Can't Together wait. Together we are Preston. Together we year. are Preston.
2022 onwards and upwards. We'll yeah. take a break. Louis Atsevsky is joining us on the other side. You're listening to The Lion's Den on FNR Football Nation Radio. It's the season opener of the Lions Den here on FNR Football Nation Radio. Josh Parrish in studio alongside our senior men's head coach, returning for 2022, of course, Louis Atsevsky. Welcome back. Josh, uh, thank you for having me on uh, once again. Yeah, always a pleasure, mate. And always a pleasure for the fans to, to hear from you and, and your thoughts ahead of a big upcoming season. How are you feeling about it and, and how is the squad shaping up? Yeah, look, uh, I think everybody's... Really happy they're back back into the uh, in the club and um, obviously back on the training ground and just uh, really looking forward to the season commencing on Saturday on, on Saturday should I say and um, especially after the last not just last year but the year before as well um, it's been pretty difficult and pretty pretty frustrating for everybody so um, exciting times ahead um, with a lot of things that you discussed before with Dave so we're really looking forward to it yeah new pavilion pitch with uh, all new drainage the surface is looking very nice I see the the boys have had a chance to train on it now yeah we've um, had two training sessions on it uh, this week and it's uh, look we, we've been training on ground two which has been a little bit uh, um, not the best mm. um, and just uh, the, the quality of the training session obviously uh, immediately improves just when you're having a good uh, or a very nice playing surface um, you can play suddenly that. you're thinking these guys can play a bit what was I worried about <laughs> <laughs> never worried from these boys um, uh, these boys are very good footballers but uh, for us it's more so um, coming into pre-season training on the ground you got to be careful of injuries when it's not the best park and um, and then the players got to control mm. those bobbles etc and so um, and then playing practice games we, we didn't get many opportunities I think we played two games at, at BT Connor um, and we played a lot of away games um, in pre-season so we normally play 95% of our pre-season games at BT Connor, so that was a bit of a change. But, um, no, look, the, the ground's immaculate. Um, Nigel Darabin Council has done a phenomenal job, So, um, and, and I know the ground will just keep getting better week in, week out. It must be a weight off your mind to know that we won't have any uh, you know, repeats of, say, the Springvale home game comes to mind where the pitch was really badly waterlogged and you know, we, we braved on regardless, but the ball wasn't moving, so it's a bit hard to pass when uh, <laughs> you can't find your intended target. Yeah, the drainage system's immaculate. Um, on Monday, there was a good 15 minutes of really heavy rain and you, you, you wouldn't know. I walked on a barefoot after the rain. I just didn't know it rained on it. So, um, you know, that's definitely going to cut that... Uh, concern out when we play come winter time and uh, hopefully the boys can play their, their football brand. Is that some sort of pre-season, you know, superstitious ritual to get your feet in the grass? <laughs> um, not really. It's just uh, making sure the grass is nice and, um, you know, I'd rather cop an injury instead of the players. So uh, I'll walk through the ground and uh, see if there's any potholes and where the grass is thicker and uh, et cetera. Well, we know this man would walk across hot coals for his players if he had to. I, I do actually remember Benji in that game uh, that I mentioned before. The ball stopped. He had a perfectly timed slide tackle coming in. Ball stopped in the wet and he ended up getting sent off. So <laughs> yeah, He actually slipped. Uh, he did it right in front of me and he actually slipped. It wasn't even a tackle. Yeah, but he would have had the ball if yeah, he hadn't stopped yeah, in the puddle. So, so it's, it's, it's a major advantage to play at home on that deck when it's, when it's immaculate, when, it's, when it's, you know, the drainage is, is sorted. It's going, it's going to be huge. Definitely is. For, for us, um, the brand of football that we try and play, um, you know, we, need, we need a decent ground to play on. Um, you know, and sometimes you go away from home and the grounds aren't 
the best of what we're used to, but that's okay. We'll adapt mm. to that stuff. But again, uh, BT Connor, it's just not the ground. It's the facilities. It's the, the crowd around the, the facility. Uh, it's the buzz on a Friday night. You know, it's the um, it's just huge, and uh, the boys definitely lift that extra little bit that's required. I want to announce and discuss your new captain. The man wearing the armband is a former international player. You know, he's got a lot of experience under his belt. Yes, um, we we asked the players as well as the coaching staff to put their votes in for captain and vice-captain for this season. Um, and Urson Gullum uh, won hands down as, as the most votes for the captain. So, um, and Urson is, uh, you know, the introduction just gave... Um, a Turkish international. Uh, he played at, He played for one of the biggest clubs in Europe at Besiktas, captain Besiktas. Mm. Um, and I said to him on uh, last night of training, I said, Urs, forget about Besiktas, but he pressed the lines in a much bigger club. So <laughs> a, lot bigger, a lot more pressure on the boy to perform. But uh, no, nah, look, um, one, his character's phenomenal. Two, attitude's been great. Three, um, the boys look up to him. And four, he's really uh, adapted to Preston. Um, you know, and, you know, it, at his age, at 34, 35, and what he's done in his football career, he could have easily just walked away from the game and not mm. played. Didn't need to prove anything. Um, but, you know, I called him, I asked him to come down and help the club. Um, you know, as we all know, we've got ambition to, to keep striving and moving forward. Um, and and, and Urson, pretty much within a day, said, yep, Louis, I'm on board. So um, that, that was great for us. But again, uh, phenomenal player, phenomenal person. So just the right fit for the club. Um, vice captains are the two boys that were actually uh, vice captains last year in, in uh, James Aaron and Benji Lividikos. So both boys um, got voted in, uh, in in those two roles. And again, those two boys are just given their heart and soul for the club. So great choices. Uh, a big thank you to Rob Nomoski last year, who was the mm. captain of the club. Um, he did a great job at the club. Um, and uh, yeah, look, we, we look forward to a big year from all the players. Absolutely. I mean, Ersan's one of those guys that when you watch him, you can tell he's a good player because the game seems to slow down for him. It's it's a kind of gravitas that he's got on the ball and he's a, he's a Rolls Royce of a defender. He, the, the football smarts of Urs, knowing when to slow the game down, when to quicken it up a little bit, when to play that ball, when to go back to our goalkeeper, the communication um, just to his teammates, the right information at the right times, um, you know, it's, it's, it's five-star so, um, you know, every player learns from him, especially mm. um, the, the the small boy next to him in Jimmy Aaron. Um, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, we've brought in uh, Nedim Skenderovic, who's uh, a young 20-year-old, really, really strong and really smart central defender who's got a great left foot. Um, these two boys uh, next to Urson will definitely learn a lot off him. Um you know, if I could go back and, and be 20 years old and play against or play next to Urson Gulam now, it would be phenomenal. Mm. Uh, and then we've got the other youngster in uh, Norm Sekolovsky, <laughs> who's, um, you know, again, just uh, another leader around the ground. And he, you know, he's next to us always and they're always talking, communicating. So just leaders all over the park. That's, that's unreal. Uh, you mentioned Nadim Skanderovic there. Um, he worked with, with one of your assistants, Sash Ognanovsky, at, at, at Dandenong City. Correct. Um, Nedim was at Dandy City last year and then he went over to US for a scholarship. Right, didn't know that. Um, yeah, no, neither did I, basically. <laughs> so um, an opportunity, he, he came back into the country, came back to Melbourne, an opportunity came up to sign the kid. Um, he came in, 
uh, really short notice, played a practice game for 45 minutes and the boy just, you know, basically showed straight away how good the kid is. So um, I'm really happy to have him on board and I, I know he'll play a, a big part this year for the club um, and many more seasons to come, um, as well as Nul um, Sehavdic, who came from Dandy City as well, mm. um, that Sash coached uh, at, at, the, at the club. So these two boys, both really young boys, um, Nul's come from Melbourne Victory set up as a youngster, um, got a lot of... Uh, uh, potential in the kid to, 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 to kick goals and score goals and uh, and move forward in his, in his game. So um, um, really proud to have those two boys on, on board. Uh, I want to ask about another fan favourite, completing the back line, uh, in Karl Barusevic, who, of course, had that horrible injury towards the end of last season, had to have surgery on his ankle, was it? Yeah, I think he tripped over and injured himself, Carl. That's the softest I've seen Carl in my whole career <laughs> as a coach. So I, I coach Carl at... Hume City many years ago as a young, I think it was 14, 15. Coming. These photos on the wall in the club rooms in yeah, Hume City. Yeah, coming through the ranks. And um, and then obviously when, when I came back to, to Preston six years ago and um, I called Carl to come across and he joined us. So, look, Carl's a, uh, a great kid. Um, you know, he's, he's so young, but at the same time he's been around the game for so many years. So he looks like a very mature footballer. Um, got a great left foot, strong in the air. It um, just fits the mould of the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, at the same time, he's a he's a, he's a leader who demands um, things, and it's not just mm-hmm. acceptive of um, you know players not playing at their best uh, or referees for that matter. So, um, <laughs> but now look, Carl's a, another gem at the club, like many other boys. Yeah, absolutely. So he's all fully fit and ready to go. He's definitely fully fit. He's played, I think, every practice game. Some minutes, and then, yeah, all the games. So um, he's definitely on board. Now, another man you've managed to to bring back into the fold that I think the fans are pretty excited about. They've got good memories of that uh, that title charge that he was he was part of one of the mid season recruits, if I remember correctly, in in twenty nineteen. Trying to get him back into the country for a while, but COVID's been a complication. Connor Bell, back at Preston Line. Yeah, um, yeah, you're spot on. Back in two thousand nineteen. Uh, middle of the season, we just needed a bit of an extra push and we needed to bring quality in and Conor Bell came in and he did exactly that. Uh, a very good footballer, very dangerous, doesn't matter where you play him across that front three. Um, uh, he's linking really well with Chris Davies at the same time with, with Stan Bell on one side as well. Um, but look, you, you play Conor anywhere, left wing, right wing, a nine, a ten, he just adapts the boy. Um, his talents, you know, for us is phenomenal. Um and, you know, another just a great kid to, to have at the club, a young individual but very mature um, uh, in relation to his football and where he's been, where he's played. Yeah, massive experience in, in England, um, in in UK. And in Scotland he's been as well, I think. Correct, correct. Yeah, he right. played in Scotland. Um, Tough leagues, <laughs> physical leagues. Yeah, when you play in these leagues, you, you, you need to know how to protect yourself um, and either you go that next step and you, as, as he's an attacking player Either you're setting up or scoring goals, otherwise you you won't last much or last long in, in these countries. He's got about twice the muscle mass since when I last saw him. He's bulked up a bit. Yeah, I think he's been in the protein shakes a little bit and <laughs> um, done the right thing. He's a personal trainer. He's working at a gym in Melbourne. So there you go. Um, that's part. It's his other uh, life, should we say? Yeah, that, that's that's pretty useful. We don't have to, to to nag him to keep in shape. That's his day job. Well, he has to, unfortunately, <laughs> for himself. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about. 
your coaching team. You mentioned Sasha Ogunovsky coming on board. Of course, your, your trusted lieutenant in, uh, in Chris Caponi there as usual, studying the match footage in, in forensic detail <laughs> and, uh, and Sammy Frangos as well. Yeah, look, Kappa's, um, I think I said previously to you that he's just part of the furniture, Kappa. So, mm. um, you know, he's, he's so passionate for the game and he's always trying to uh, in-depth analyse and, and dissect games and who we're playing and what we're doing and how we're going to do it and, and the rest of it. So uh, great football brain. Um, Sash, you know, his name speaks volumes. So, you know, what he did as a player, uh, obviously cut it. Uh, last year in the in the NPL one with Dandenong City, his coaching experience there, and um, he's a Preston boy. Yeah, he loves the club. He's just a club legend, you know. Just, uh, when you think back through the history of Preston, and I've said this again previously, where Sash for me, uh, uh, the most decorated footballer in in Preston's history, for simply what he achieved as a as a player, uh, Asian player player of the year. Captain of, um, I think they won the Asian Cup back then. Yeah, the AFC Champions League. Correct, Champions League. Um, so phenomenal to have him on board. Sash comes in and uh, and helps and brings his expertise, uh, even if it's once a week or three times a week, whatever he can, due to work and his family. Um, you know, his kids come to the club. They're, they're they're playing at the club, so he's there most nights. You know, between Monday mm. and Friday. So it's great to have him on board. Sam Frangos has come back to the club from his. Uh, he obviously previously into the club back in 2007 when he coached me um, uh, back then, a long time ago. So Sammy's really good at what he does as a goalkeeper coach and, um, you know, the, the boys and goals will definitely benefit having Sammy around. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's a formidable uh, team you've assembled, but I don't think uh, anyone <laughs> seems to inspire as, as much uh, goodwill and love as Dr. Johnny Markov. What is it about him that everybody just, you, know, you can't get enough of the guy? Yeah, Johnny's... He's just a contagious personality. Uh, again, just a beautiful person. He's so positive with everything. He's always got a smile on his face. He's always laughing. Um, he's just one of those guys who you want around you all the time. So, um, you know, his expertise in, in the medical field and, you know, he's, he's a qualified chiropractor, but put that aside. Um, he worked with me at Hume City back in the day when I was coaching there and also he was, in the, he was the head of uh, the medical department at... Preston back in 2007 when I was still playing. Mm. So I've worked with Johnny many, many years, um, a person that I can trust and value his opinion. Um, that's his department, the medical team. I walk in, I ask the question, he tells me the answer, and we sort of walk in. But he's definitely the youngest-looking 50-year-old in, in, in the world at the moment. He's uh, just a beautiful person. <laughs> that's it. Happy birthday a few weeks ago for, uh, for Dr. Johnny. So. First game of the season this Saturday. It's a 3 p.m. kickoff at Larissa Reserve against North Sunshine. Always a, a tough place to go. Uh, you're expecting a, a physical contest, no doubt. What, what's the message been this week that you can share? Uh, look, mess, message doesn't change for me, regardless if it's a round one, round 15 game. Um, we need to go out there, play our game style, uh, try and nullify the opposition for playing their game style uh, and score more goals than the opposition team. <laughs> so... For me, it's uh, regardless if we're playing North Sunshine uh, or we're playing any other team, we're, we're, we will go give our best shot and, and hopefully come back with the three points. Uh, Derby games, again, mm. um, they're the games you want to play in. Big exactly. crowds, passion, excitement, um, and they're a good team. Uh, you know, they, they always make it very difficult for us. Um, we've had a lot of good clashes over the years. Um, 
and you know uh, credit to them in in what they've done and and Benny their coach and um, he's put a very strong team together and they've got some good players but again uh, we'll concentrate on ourselves and, and and go out there and I know the boys will give 100 percent and that's all I can ask of them. I think it was against North Sunshine and at home in 2019 where Connor Bell had his had his best game for the club. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what he comes up with. But 75th anniversary, such a significant milestone uh, for this for this proud club from 1947 until today. It means just a little bit more. Yeah, well, look, uh, I, I remember the, the 70th year uh, function mm. at the Crown was phenomenal. It was a, it was a great year for us. Um, and this year, look, uh, again, ambition and drive and, and determination is one thing, um, you know, but for the 75th year, if if the boys can give their best and put on a show like they do or what they're capable of, uh, I'm sure we'll be in, in that top uh, section where we need to be to, to try and win a, a championship. Um, but again, it's when you look around and, uh, you know, the, the jerseys behind us, the tracksuits, the polos, you see all our major sponsors, you know, from Genesteel, Steel, MS Designer Living, Illington Constructions, just to name the top three. Those those companies, those people that are involved, those at their businesses are just incredible individuals. And um, without those people, uh, our members, and most important to me is our supporters. Our supporters are just uh, phenomenal. Um, I, I always mention that I, I get goosebumps when I think about the supporters. So walking onto that BT Connor and they're singing and chanting and supporting their boys not just at good times, but at times when things aren't going your way because mm. um, there's no team in the world that can play a full season and things don't go up and down a little bit. Um, but that's when we really need them. When things aren't going our way match day, that's when we need the boys to be really positive and support and, and, and lift the, uplift the boys for that game. So they're the best in the in, in the country for me and um, I, I just want them to keep filling out the stadium at uh, Jenna Steel Stadium every Friday night, every home game we play. Well. I can't wait to see the the spectacle this season, and that uh, that Geelong game is going to be absolutely sensational. But it all starts this Saturday over at Larissa's Reserve. Get down there, get there nice and early. Remember the entrance is on on Dundee Street and on the on the main drag, and uh, listen to and read all the announcements that, that come out from the club about in regards to to match day information. But Louis, thank you so much for making the trip into the studio. Best of luck for not only this weekend uh, for, for the season as a whole, and uh, go Preston. Thanks, Josh. Um, great to be on. Well, we've got one more guest still to come. So we're going to go to a short break and the senior women's head coach, Dan Fodden, is going to join us. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Lion's Den on FNR Football Nation Radio. Back for the final time this evening on the season opener of The Lion's Den, the official Preston Lions Club show, coming to you live from the FNR Football Nation Radio Studio. I'm Josh Parrish, and I'm delighted to have the head coach of the senior women here with me, Dan Fodden. Welcome back to The Lion's Den. How are you, mate? I'm doing well, mate. Uh, thank you for jumping on. Uh, sorry, it's such a long trek from your place. We've decided to give you a reprieve from the, from the drive tonight and, and get you let you jump. Sorry, on I couldn't be in the studio, mate. I uh, I do prefer it in there. It's uh, it's a good atmosphere. So well, he's got got a brand new headset just for tonight. So uh, I did, I did. <laughs> uh, so. Crystal clear audio. Thank you very much for that. Uh, tell us how you're feeling ahead of season 2022. Your first game this weekend as well in the cup. It is a uh, cup game this weekend. Finally, I guess competitive matches start for us. Uh, we managed to draw another VPL team somehow. Um, and and fun, funnily enough, nearly every VPL team drew another VPL team. So uh, 
it was a, a bit of a weird draw, but uh, yeah, we got Melbourne Uni at home this Sunday in our first competitive, uh, proper competitive match. So, Melbourne Uni is a team that Preston's had a few uh, tasty games against. It's been a, quite a rivalry, really. Uh, they've they've been historically very very strong uh, mm. over the last probably ten years maybe um, in that uh, top level of state league and and uh, I guess the old Premier League before it went to NPL um, and unfortunately because they they play at Princess Park uh, they didn't get an NPL license but, but they've been very very strong historically and um, uh, I think that there's not going to be too much change now that they've got uh, students coming back so that's always helped them out a lot with with overseas students coming and wanting to play. Um, and now that students are back, uh, I think that they'll be they'll be pretty handy again this year. So, well, they're not the only club that can recruit from from overseas. <laughs> you, you've, you've put the feelers feelers out as well. Some exciting signings. Yeah, we've we've done all right uh, as far as recruiting this year. Uh, we lost a couple of pretty handy players with uh, with Amy, Amy Kane um, uh, going to Bayside, but uh, after a couple of weeks at Bayside, uh, she decided to have a trial in the AFL, having never played AFL before, and she actually got a, a contract with Collingwood's uh, uh, VFL team. Oh so, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I found that out a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, well done, Amy, you know? So she's playing AFL. That, that's, a, that's a natural-born athlete, if you could just yeah, slip into a new never sport. never played before, and VFL contract with Collingwood uh, <laughs> after a couple of trials. So she's done very well. Um, and obviously Elwyn, who was exciting, young uh, young girl, played in the middle park for us, um, who I know everybody really enjoyed watching. Mm. Uh, she headed off to Heidelberg, unfortunately, um, to play back in the NPL. Um, uh, unfortunately, it just sort of is what it is. Yeah. Um, and basically, we retained everybody else. So Miri, uh, obviously our Japanese international, she stayed. Um, all of our other, all of our other big signings that we, we brought in last year all, all re-signed and stayed, which is really good news. Um, and so we managed to replace Amy with uh, a girl called Mel Garcia, um, who had a stint at Harderberg in, I want to say, 2018. I think she finished third in the top goal scorer uh, in NPL. Um, I think she put 28 away in 30 games, something along those lines anyway. Um, Not bad. And then, yeah, and then she left to go play in Iceland, uh, in Europe. And then from there, she went to Albania to play Champions League. They got knocked out by Juventus, uh, unfortunately for her. So... Um, yeah, she's had a, a bit of a career, and wow. we managed to pick her up. Is that Joe uh, Montemuro's Juventus? It is Joe oh Montemuro's Juventus. So um, she's got a lot of experience, and she's a she's a she's older. She's not she's not a kid, you know. She's got a lot of experience that she's bringing to the group, um, and I'm I'm really 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 excited to have her on board. Um, and she's been here now one week, <laughs> uh, and so she's already played played one game and scored a goal on the weekend in a friendly. So, um, Good start. She's, uh, yeah, it's not, not too bad a start. Um, and lucky for me, I have one other international who arrives at midnight tonight. So um, we've got a young Japanese girl who's who's flying in tonight to play. Um, and depending on how she pulls up tomorrow, she may or may not make her debut on Sunday. <laughs> we'll see how she goes uh, with the jet lag. So Unbelievable. So you're telling me that you've yeah. not only got um, a, a comrade for for Miri in uh, in there, but you've also got a strike force of Mel Garcia and Rachel Sturt. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> that's that's very tasty for people who follow Victorian women's football. That that is like quite quite a tasty strike partnership that you've potentially got in your hands. 
Yeah, yeah, and there's some some other really great news, obviously, for those who've been paying attention to, to Preston and, and the girls in particular. Uh, Hayley Missidi, obviously, uh, was our top goal scorer last year, and she um, she hurt her ankle pretty badly. Uh, she tore almost mm. all of the ligaments in her ankle and was pretty close to surgery, and she played her first minutes um, a week ago, so uh, she's she's on the way back. And she actually only played 12 minutes and she actually scored. So that was that was good news as well. Um, and Monica, after the fundraiser we did for her ACL, she played her first half an hour of football uh, last week as well. So um, they're on their way back to, to full fitness as well, which is really nice for us. Wow. So, I mean, that's that seems so recently that she, she did the injury. So that's, that's so I nice. have never seen a recovery like this in my life. Uh, I think it's been eight months. Well, for context, I did my ACL back end of 2019 and I still haven't played. So that, that probably says more about my own laziness than uh, the recovery uh, she time. Has, that, is, that is crazy. She has worked very, 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 very hard. I can't tell you how hard she's worked. This is possibly the fittest Monica Fenewa has ever been. So um, she's she's really put the yards in to, to get herself to this place. And even her physio is surprised by how well she's doing um, and how, how where she's at. She just shouldn't be where she's at. and She's, she's a long way ahead. Of, of where you would have this recovery at normally. So I'm really, really proud of the work she's put in. So she's done she's done a great job too. So I mean, that's fantastic because I'd sort of mentally written her out of the team um, for most of this <laughs> season and now she's, she's with the group again. And I mean, uh, from all accounts, you know, a pretty imp- important personality to have around as well. She's a very big personality. <laughs> uh, as, are, as are the whole Fadua family, they're all big personalities. And um, I have to say that we're, we're actually really blessed to have them because um, – you know, I know that around the, the, the traps, they, they do have a maybe not a the, the name that they deserve because they're, they're fantastic for our group. Everybody loves them to pieces. They're the real jovial people that keep everybody up and going when, when you know, stuff starts to get tough. Um, the communication's fantastic and they're absolutely fantastic family. They really, really are. So I'm really proud to have them and I, I really enjoy uh, having them at the club. So having them back playing is even, even better. Well, Talking of the the pedigree that you've got involved with the with the senior women this season, you've added in the in the coaching department as well. Uh, people may have seen a little interview we posted on the socials uh, with her earlier, but Nat Cho, Olympic weightlifter, uh, that's so that's a pretty big get. She's a she's a machine. <laughs> she's an absolute machine. Actually, we um, I know that we've got a competitive game on the weekend, but it was our, our final our, our final testing. Um, so we revisited our yo yo test from from eight weeks ago um and i think Haley nearly finished the tape um <laughs> so i think the i think our highest was 20, explain what that is to people who aren't familiar the yo-yo test it's like a posh version of the beep test right so you go up and back as opposed to just up um and then you get a small recovery and then you have to go again same as a beep test um and basically it allows you to to see where their their cardio is at how fit they are um, and as long as you, you know, use that as the measuring stick for, for everything else and, you know, you, you put yourself in a pretty good place. And so we did a test at the start and the highest that we got, I'm pretty sure, was Rachel and it was in the high mid-16s. And last night we had five players in the 20s. Wow. So fit and yeah. firing is a bit of an understatement then. Uh, I have to say credit to, to young Nat Cho. She's, uh, she's done a phenomenal job in the gym and on the track, getting them to the place where they are at now. Um, and we're very, very lucky to have her on board because uh, not only do the girls love her, but she's fantastic at her job. So, 
Well, none of this recruitment and um, especially, you know, the the improvements that you made to your coaching team and, and other preparations can happen without the support of the, the Preston fans and the community and the sponsors. Uh, and there are a couple that uh, I understand you'd, you'd like to give a quick thank to on the show. Yeah, look, um, uh, ReadyNet and ReadyTel have come back on again. Uh, they they jumped on board last year. They're a telecommunications and IT company. They've jumped on to, to help us out and, Obviously, uh, Dave's worked pretty hard in the background to get um, to Fusion uh, back on board. Um, and now that we've got KFC on board as well, uh, I know that that's a, a really big one to have as a corporate partner. I'm, I'm pretty excited to allow some of the younger girls to get some maybe experience uh, through through their work program. Um, and I have to say a, a real massive thank you to Harvey Norman because I know that they've come on board and, and really helped us uh, to, to get ourselves ready for, for this season. So uh, Harvey Norman in, in Preston, obviously KFC, Fusion and, and uh, ReadyNet and ReadyTel have all really jumped on board pretty pretty well this year to um, to really put us in a good space to to launch into the VPL season and, and really push for promotion again like we did last year. So I know you're always looking at the competition. You've got your eye on everything. <laughs> you, you know you've got the group texts going. You know what's going on in terms of the transfers and stuff, which are quite difficult to keep a track of sometimes. Um, but the VPL looking pretty strong this year. It's a it's a strong field. Lots of ambitious clubs, mm. of, mm, of course, mm, including mm. Preston. Yeah, there's this is actually uh, going to be a really exciting league to watch. I think possibly more exciting even than than the NPL. So. Um, there's where well, last year Burundara and us were uh, probably breakaways for a, a little bit. We were we were probably the two strongest teams with a few that were you know pretty handy and could nick a point here or there, but but weren't necessarily dominant. I think now um, Southern have taken four internationals and recruited well from NPL. Casey have uh, picked up a couple of internationals and recruited well from NPL. Um, uh, Galaxy have recruited three internationals uh, and a couple from NPL. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's probably now six or seven teams that are a lot stronger mm. than they were last year. Um, so although I've recruited, in my opinion, very well, uh, I think other teams have recruited very well as well. So um, those big results that we had against sort of the bottom half of the table last year, I don't think we'll be having those big results again. I think everything will be much, much tighter, which is, for me, fantastic. I, I, I like the... Uh, the challenge of having to to coach my teams every week, and I, I like having to prepare the right way. I don't I don't like having an easier game um, mm. where where you have to rotate or whatever. I'd like to to really be challenged every single week, and I think this year it really will be like that. So, I mean that's that's hugely exciting uh, for the for the competition as a whole. If people want to come down and watch your, your first competitive hit out in the Nike FC Cup this weekend, uh, where do they need to need to get to? We're at home, uh, so we'll play on uh, pitch two. Pitch one's not quite ready yet uh, for, for games. So uh, we'll play on pitch two at 3 o'clock on Sunday uh, at BT Connor. So um, it should be a decent decent hit out for us first round, uh, being another VPL team. So I'm, I'm really excited to get, get going. Do you think the continuity from, from last year gives you maybe a bit of an edge over clubs that have changed their, their lists quite a lot? Um, yeah, I mean, we only, like I said, we only lost a couple and we've actually picked up, you know, really, really quality players in those same positions. And I haven't even had a chance to mention, I, as a young girl who I used to coach, who I managed to bring out of retirement, who's, who's a fantastic little midfielder. Her name's, uh, Lexi Anastasia. And 
she's a creative genius that's going to play in the, in the middle with your Monikas and your Miris and your Di Pikulovskis. So um, we, we've we picked her up as well. So sorry, I forgot forgot about you for a minute, Lex. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really really happy with the group that we've got. I think that the continuity from last year is, is brilliant for us because it allows us to 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 take what we've already been practicing and build. Um, and uh, we already had a really strong group, so to add three or four really strong players to an already really strong group and and keep everybody still happy, which at the moment they still are, is is uh, really really exciting for us going into the new season. So, last one before I let you go, and you just reminded me of it. Uh, highlight of the preseason so far for me was the great former Matildas captain and legend Heather Garriok giving our own Di Pikulovsky a, a shout out on Twitter. Really sincere one too. I mean that's that's amazing. Yeah. Oh look, Di. Um, you they don't make them like they used to. They <laughs> they just don't. Uh, you know, I look at kids these days who have had a come to us and had an opportunity, and you know, they think they're ready for something that they're maybe not necessarily ready for, and the loyalty just isn't there the same way that it was when when Di grew up. And she really, really is Preston through and through. And I, I can't tell you how lucky I feel to be coaching someone who cares for the club the way she cares for the club, um, who cares for the girls the way she cares for the girls, who cares about the women's game the way she cares for the women's game, um, and who leads the group, uh, whether she's starting, whether she's coming off the bench, whether she's playing at centre-back or in the midfield. Um, she's just a brilliant leader and a brilliant person, and uh, I, I'm really, really proud that I've got to coach her at, at Preston. So um, she deserved that shout-out uh, for sure. I think it's... 23rd year, I want to say, maybe in mm. Preston. So, yeah, they don't, they don't make them like that at any point, mate. Well said, Dan. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Best of luck this weekend in your first hit out home. A Nike FC Cup game against Melbourne University. It's a 3 p.m. Sunday game. We've got a comment here from Christian asking if Preston fans are allowed to go to the North Sunshine game. Yes, we, there will be away fans. Keep an eye out on the socials if you missed uh, if you missed Dave's segment earlier explaining the, the match day arrangements. Uh, but get down to support the women as well. Uh, Dan, look forward to this season. Look forward to getting to know some of your, your players a little bit better and having them on the show as well. It's going to be a big year. Go Preston. It should be good fun. Go Preston. Thanks, Dan. Uh, we're going to sign off tonight. It's been a pleasure to, to bring you the Lions, Dan, once again. And uh, who knows? We might, we might have some special live on-location episodes to come. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but from myself and the FNR team, it is good night and goodbye for now. Preston, Preston, Marketo. Speak on the left. Tries it from 40 metres. Oh, what a goal! John Markowski hammers one from 40. What a goal from this young Dynamo. Near post City. It's in. And again, Warren Spink has a hand in it. Andrew Zinni scores the goal. Not only are the fans winning on the terraces, the team are winning on the pitch. Two goals in two minutes. 2-1 up, Preston Macedonia, and we've got an invasion on. Roothouse has made a good run from deep. Still Roothouse getting that one across. Markovsky. That's got to be the settler, surely. One day we'll be back. One day we'll be back. And the shot, what a goal! Oh my Lord, what a finish there! Absolutely brilliant stuff! 
Through ball for Spink. He's in the box. Back for Cole. Cole square. Here's a chance for Smith. Smith, yes, it's there. Spink, Cole, Smith. Smith doing the damage. 1-0. Come on, Chris and Mark.